Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Million Quinteros. I'm the overseer of Dominion Fire Church, as well as a licensed minister through John G. Lake Ministries, which you can find online at jglm.org. And you can also find our ministry page at dominionfire.com, where you can find about all the the divine healing areas that we're in, as well as all the creative arts. And one of the creative arts specifically that we are dealing with is radio and audio production, which is the the form of this podcast that uh, we're, we're getting out of the out of the gates here and we're starting to roll along and get some guests on and uh, just going to have some good conversation. So as I mentioned to you guys before on the uh, previous edition of the show and in the intro uh, version that we did, that we are going to have interviews, we're going to talk to people, we're going to get information, we're going to share and just see where the truth is. That's ultimately what we're looking for when we do this is we're trying to come to what's the truth and it's, uh, it's going to be a good one today. So... Joining me on the phone from Barstow, California, a John G. Lake ministry. Um, they have these groups of people that get together. They they study. They go out. They pray for people. They heal people. And what they are called is they're known as life teams. So a leader of a JGLM life team in Barstow, California, joining me on the line today, Mr. Gerard Hanaya. Gerard's good friend, and he's uh, we've uh, had a chance to do some ministry together. We've been to uh, some seminars together and uh, just... Wonderful guy, I can't say enough about. So, Gerard, welcome to Heal the Sick Podcast. How are you, sir? Hi, I'm great. Thanks, Million. It is exciting to have you here, man. It's like it's like we're all bros. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what I want to do is let's open with this. Um, in the time that you've done healing ministry and your and your work with the Life Team, what is one of, if not the coolest or most profound, largest healing or miracle you've seen? Um. Uh... There are no major miracles. Um, the most recent thing is uh, one of our life team um, helpers, his aunt had stage 3 uh, colon cancer, and she was completely healed. We started praying for her back around uh, December of last year, and then we prayed for her again in January. And uh, just recently we received a report that she's completely healed and delivered of that. Delivered of that. But, um, I wanted to also mention that uh, when we first started, we we didn't start big. I know um, there was one kid who had a cut between his fingers, and it was like one of the first miracles I had ever seen. I just took him by the hand, I prayed against the cut, and I told him to heal up. And then the next day, he texted me and said, hey, I can't believe this. It's only a scar now. <laughs> you know, I was blown away. I had to see it for myself. So I said, hey, well, let's meet this um, Saturday. I'll take you to lunch. I want to see this for myself. And sure enough, the cut was healed up, and I was just blown away. So after that, it was it was full on. It was like, yeah, this works. God's yeah. word is- yeah, it's interesting because uh, it's funny how, you know, we know this stuff. We read our Bible. We believe this stuff. We we hear it told to us and preached to us. But when we see it in a practical application, it's it, uh, it's still funny how it takes us by surprise or really works us up. It's it's just funny there that there's still that human element involved, even though it's something it shouldn't even phase us. But, you know, it still does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, another one of the miracles that I've seen, um, you know, I remember the verse that says to, 
uh, preach the word everywhere you go. Yes. Uh, I was down in San Bernardino taking an exam for my work, and there was a guy walking around, and he didn't have his arm in a sling, but he was carrying it around like it was in a sling, and I asked him what was wrong. And he said, oh, I fell off a ladder and broke my arm at the humerus, and I severed a nerve, so I can't open my hands. So <laughs> I just told him, well, do you know what Jesus meant when he said, the kingdom of heaven is near you? And he said no. And I said, well, what he meant was everywhere he went, since the Holy Spirit was inside of him, he carried heaven everywhere he went. So I told him, the kingdom of heaven is near you right now, because the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. I said, do you mind if I pray for you? He said, no, go ahead. So I put one hand on his shoulder, one hand on, my, on his forearm. I started commanding the bones to be healed and grow back together. And he got freaked out, and he said, Hey, it's starting to feel weird. And I said, okay, let me pray again. So I went ahead. I did the same thing. I started commanding all the swelling to go down, the nerves to be reconnected. And then he says, hey, it feels pretty good now. And then um, I got a text from my wife. She was outside in the car waiting for me. And I said, dude, I got to go, but in Jesus' name, be healed. And I held my hand out, and he opened up his hand that he couldn't open, you know, just 10 minutes earlier. And he shook my hand, and as I walked out the door, I looked back, and I saw him. His jaw was just, like, wide open, and he was staring at his hand like, wow, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, it's always funny when you see uh, when you see just a, I don't want to say a simple move like that, because, you know, to him, getting a hand back is, is enormous. But, com- you know, compared to some of this, the overall things that we see, I mean, that's uh, little things like a cut between the finger or, you know, as far as raising up the dead or something, it's it's just really wild to see all the different reactions in people because some people see huge things happen and it doesn't even phase them. They're like, wow, that's cool. And then they go on with their lives. There's people that see little things and they freak out. So it's it's always funny to see uh, – you see the reactions of people very much the same way Jesus um, saw them because, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. People are always the same and have always been the same throughout history. So it, it, I find that a, a very amusing aspect to this ministry just on my personal level. Yeah, absolutely. It's so much fun, man. When you when you realize who you are, the word says we are God's children. When you realize you're children of the most high king and you can do what Jesus said you can do, he said, you're gonna do the same thing as me and your greater works. I mean, when you get out there, hit the streets, start putting it into action, man, this is the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, without a doubt, and it's uh, it's interesting too because it's something that should be normal life. This should be normal Christianity, and even when you minister to Christians that are just completely unaware of something like this even exists, so it's uh, it's a real funny thing, um, without a doubt. Now, what I want to ask you, Gerard, because uh, we're coming up on a break, we got a couple minutes before um, our first segment ends here, uh, so we open with a testimony, but we'd like to know a little about you as well. Can you give us a little of your background, your experience, and uh, kind of how you got to where you are uh, in this ministry? Uh, well, uh, I spent 23 years in the army. Um, we started learning about healing a couple of years ago uh, through the Bethel Ministry. We read a couple of books by uh, Bill Johnson and um, Chris Valaton, and that just got us activated. And then we found Curry Blake, uh, John G. Lake Ministries, uh, teaching this stuff, and we started listening to that, and that just propelled us into the ministry full-time. I, I can't say it's full-time ministry, but our lives are a ministry. We, I work, I work, um, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week. I'm a web developer, but 
in the course of the day, as I run into people who need prayer, I just stop and I pray for them. There was a guy, because I worked in an office with Army soldiers, a guy came in with a face mask, and I said, "What?" I yelled out my door, what the heck? And he came back to my office. He said, oh, yeah, they just diagnosed me with the flu, and they're sending me home, and this was on a Friday. So I said, let me pray for you. <laughs> so I grabbed his hand, I prayed for him, commanded it to leave. I saw him the very next Monday. I said, hey, I thought you had the flu. He's like, nope, it's gone. <laughs> wow, awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, but, yeah, that's my background. Uh, 23 years in the military. I'm retired from the military. I'm still working as a web developer. Um, we do the life team. Uh, me and my wife are life team leaders. And on Friday evenings, we, we go out into the um, public as a team. We get our little team members. We go out there. We pray for people in nursing homes, uh, the emergency rooms. Uh, Walmart, Food for Less, wherever. We just go and we speak people out who need a touch from God. And how long have you been a Christian? <laughs> I actually got saved in 1993 through a church that didn't believe in miracles or healing or the Holy Spirit. They said, oh, all of that is gone. You know, all of that died with the apostles. When they died, all the power died with them and that doesn't happen anymore. Well, <laughs> I just discovered two years ago, it's not gone. It's real. It's true. And we're living in it. And, um, you know, just living our lives. Life is a full-time ministry. Yeah, it's it definitely interesting because um, we hear about it. We were taught it. We're preached, like I said earlier. But there is a very specific thing that kicks in when you actually go and do it. And when you have the mindset of go do it, win, lose, or draw, no matter how it turns out, the fact is when you just step out and do it, you actually start seeing it. And it, it becomes a testimony. You know, your life becomes just a series of all these testimonies. And we have all the different doctrines. There's a lot of people that feel that it's not for today and all that. But you know what? You After so many healings that you've specifically gone after and, and gotten, you can't argue with the testimony after a while. There, you know, After a while, it can, it can only quack so many times before you got to consider it might be a duck. So it's, it's one of those kind of situations. Um, Gerard, we are up against our first break. So if you will hang there with us, and listeners, we'll be right back after this. We are talking with Life Team Leader from John G. Lake Ministries in Barstow, California, Gerard Anaya, a good friend of mine as well as a ministry colleague. And we will be back on the Heal the Sick podcast right after this. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Greetings, listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast. This is Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, for uh, Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, today we're talking with Barstow Life Team Leader for uh, John G. Lake Ministries, Mr. Gerard Anaya, who is joining us again on uh, from Barstow. And uh, we opened up a little bit of testimonies, and we started talking a little about um, getting out into the world, getting out and doing this. Now, what's interesting is that just like their experience. It's, it's very much the same for us and it's very much the same for what we hear from people around the country and around the world, that people are pretty much the same wherever you go. There's going to be some people that are very open to it. There's going to be some people that are just kind of not sure and you maybe have to convince them a little bit. And then you run into people that will fight you tooth and nail on this for maybe an incorrect doctrine or something that they were taught or 
anything like that. And here's uh, something you said in the first segment, Gerard, which kind of hit me because I I dealt with this recently. I got into an argument with someone. And when – I shouldn't say an argument, but it was more like a spirited debate. Um, the concept when you say, well, you know, his spirit is in me and therefore the kingdom is at hand, a lot of times people perceive that to be, like, I guess, a little cocky. And people will say that, oh, you think you're God because you can heal people, or you think you're God because you can raise the dead, or you can do this and all that. But, you know, it's really not the case. It's just it's it's a submission and a yielding to be the vessel for God to do his thing. And, and you know, I, I was accused of pretending I was God. And I'm like, really? I was like, I don't want to be God. That's too much work. I just want to do this. <laughs> and uh, how do you deal when with, with stuff like that when you hear people say, Things like that to you. Well, um, first, <laughs> their words don't really affect me too much because um, I know who I am in Christ. I know that the Holy Spirit really does live inside of me. Um, every healing that has ever occurred on the face of the earth is the Holy Spirit, and there's nothing I can't do it. There's no way. I'm just human. I cannot cause someone to be healed. It's impossible. But with God, all things are, are possible. So, since the Holy Spirit's in me, you know, I, I can't divide between me and Him. You know, when I go, He goes. When I pray, He prays. When I lay hands on the sick, He lays hands on the sick. So, um, when people say, oh, you think you're God, uh, actually, read the Bible. God is the one who put it in the Bible. He told me to go lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's God's job. It's His uh, idea. It's his design. I didn't put that in the Bible. You know, if he wouldn't have said to do it, I wouldn't be doing it. But um, it was his plan from the beginning, so it's just my job. Go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, just like he said. And what was funny about the, the debate that I was having with uh, with this individual was they were saying that, well, that's not reality. You can't do that, blah, blah, blah. You know, the usual like, carnal, worldly kind of stuff. And I said, well, yeah. let me ask you a question. Is like, I, I have the Bible and I read it and I said, you know, these are the red letters, so they're kind of important. And I said, you know, Jesus said right here, as you go, here's what you're going to do. And among them was, you know, heal the sick, raise the dead, so on and so forth. And the response was, well, I don't care what that says. I know what reality is. And this is, uh, this is mainly, I think, our culture here, because other places in the world not, uh, are a little more open to it. But our culture has become so much about, I, if I don't see it, I'm not going to believe it. And the thing is, is that they will not, when, when you offer prayer to someone on the street, they may not always take it. Um, but if they do, you can pray for them, and they will see something. And then finally, you know, they see it, and then they start to believe something. So it, it's just an interesting... Um, just an interesting dynamic. It's like people want to see it, but when you offer to them, they don't want you to do it, so they can't see it. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't doesn't always make sense to me. So, do you run up against that a lot? Um, not really. You know, most of the people I do ask if they need prayer, um, I would probably have to say about one out of twenty refuse. Um, and I haven't really. It's only people who are close to you, <laughs> who you know, who know you who complain and um, say, oh, you're trying to be God or <laughs> you're, you're forcing God's hand or um, you're you're testing God. No. <laughs> you know, somebody complained that Curry drinks Coke. <laughs> 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 just 
is what the Bible says. You'll drink poison and it won't harm you. And Curry says, well, you know, the Bible said I'll drink poison and it won't harm you. You don't do it on purpose. If you like Coke, drink Coke. You know, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. You just die to yourself. <laughs> and then nothing else really matters. Die to yourself and live for Christ and do what he did because that's what he said to do. Our, his words in our mouths are just as powerful as his words in his own mouth. You know, in addition to uh, the healing, because, of course, our ministry is healing-centric, and that's a, a big part of what we do. But, you know, God is so much bigger than just healing. You know, he's, he's so much more of everything. As you have gone, you know, the, the word says that the signs and wonders follow those who believe. In addition to healing, have you guys seen any other forms of miraculous moves, signs, wonders, anything on that line? Uh, mostly it's... um. Huh. You know, in the book of Acts, how it talks about they were filled with the Spirit, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied, it's kind of connected. In our own experience, we realize, you know, when we speak in tongues, we also can interpret. And it's way easier than um, most people think it is. It's way easier than I've ever heard it taught. All you have to do is speak in tongues, believe it, and interpret. Um, when we're out ministering, sometimes I run into people to, who, who tell me, yeah, you can pray for me, but um, I don't have any physical ailments. So I'll lay my hand on them, I'll start praying for them, and then stuff will come out that I wouldn't know otherwise. But one time I prayed for a guy, and when I was done praying, he said, I'm confused. And I said, well, what are you confused about? He says, how did you know I was having nightmares? <laughs> and I said, well, I did what the Holy Spirit in me did. So you're free. He set you free from those nightmares, and it's done. Another lady. I ran into, she said, yeah, you can pray for me, but she didn't say anything specific, so I started praying, I prayed for some physical ailments, and I kept feeling like a tug on my heart to pray for a broken heart, <laughs> and I was like, I was thinking to myself in the natural mind, no, it can't be, it can't be, but it can't, it was so strong, I just said, you know what, no, I'm going to pray for it, in Jesus' name, this broken heart has got to go, you are healed with this broken heart, you know, God brings you peace into you and your family, and stuff. when I was done praying, she looked at me and said, how did you know I had a broken heart? <laughs> I mean, it's just so amazing that the Holy Spirit loves people so much. He wants to touch them. And when we're out there going and doing and willing, he'll, he'll come on our heart to reveal something, to show them, look, this is personal. I am a personal God. I love you. You're special. I want you healed. I want you to know I'm thinking of you. This is for you. Yeah, a lot of this, uh, people don't fully understand uh, the goodness of God. And it, it goes back again to what I was saying earlier that a lot of times, and I just use our culture because this is where we are, you know, it varies around the world. But in our culture, people see something like a natural disaster and they say, oh, well, God must have had a bad day or something or God is judging this, pe you know, whatever. And it's, and, and it, it's funny how I, I see so many people that, you know, say how great God is, God is good, God is this, and then they'll blame him for something that goes wrong that he not doesn't really have a hand in per se. So the, when, when we come back, we are, we are coming up against the break. I, I would like to get into the concept with you of um, how good God is, because when we see this, um, when we see these healings and these moves of God like we're talking about, you know, not only as the person that receives it, they just get you know blasted by the love and the power, but, you know, as the minister, it also 
it, it changes you inside too as you're doing it. It's, you know, it's flowing through you. So things change and things get healed in you at the same time. And it's, it's really a, just an interesting situation that occurs on both sides of a, a situation like this. So we'll talk about that more on the other side of this break. And listeners again, you're listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, a exclusive presentation of Dominion Fire Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. You can visit us online at www.dominionfire.com. There's also a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash dominionfire and twitter.com slash dominionfire. My personal Twitter is uh, the at symbol at healing minister. If you want to follow some of my musings, which aren't all that exciting, but come hang out. It's fun either way. Again, we are speaking today with Gerard Anaya, life team leader for John. G. Lake Ministries in Barstow, California. We're talking about healings and testimonies and uh, just the, the goodness of God. So we're going to continue that for one more segment right after this break. Don't go anywhere. See you in a second. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. And welcome back, listeners, to the Heal the Sick podcast. This is Million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, from Dominion Fire Church here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, wrapping up our program here today with Gerard and Naya, life team leader for JGLM, John G. Lake Ministries, Sparstow, California. We've been talking today about some testimonies and just some uh, experiences, just things that we've kind of gone through comparing notes and just seeing uh uh, well, we, what truth we can come to? Simple as that. And the biggest truth that we can uh, come to is how good God is. And Gerard, I'm going to kind of leave us open ended for you. Tell me in your own words, how good is God? Uh, he is. He's great. <laughs> he is better than anyone or anything can ever be. Um, you know, the Bible does say that God is love. You know, so in Him there's no darkness. You know, He's all light. He's he's perfect. He's wonderful. He's amazing. He's awesome. And he uses his kids, uh, which, you know, happen to be all the Christians who accept Jesus as their Savior. He uses us to do his work here on earth. It says that Jesus is the head and we're the body. We're his feet. It says that Jesus will reign in heaven until he puts his enemies under his feet. And then it also says that he put us here to put his, you know, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath our feet. So, if you think about it logically, Jesus is ahead, he's in heaven, waiting for us, the body, to activate, mobilize, and get out there and put the devil under our feet. That's how good God is. Wow. You know, um, you also have a uh, blog available. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah. It's um, the wordexplained.blogspot.com, and it's just some of the truths and um, studies that I've done that I've just decided to post and share. Um, one of them is actually about, you know, God's goodness and how he's not judging us right now. And the title of it is No Judgment Until the Judgment. And it goes through all the verses that I could find about, you know, um, God not judging us right now. You mentioned hurricanes and tornadoes being the judgment of God. It's not, you know. Jesus said, <laughs> I didn't come to judge, but to save and to free the lost, you know. so. Um, Jesus didn't come to judge. He isn't currently judging. It says in that day, so there will be a day, there will be a judgment day sometime in the future, but today is not that day, that Jesus does does come back to judge. 
One of the biggest hurdles that people may have when they are, maybe let's say they're a younger or maybe more inexperienced Christian, or maybe they have been in a position where they've been in church for years and, you know, their, their faith isn't growing. They're not sure what to do. What advice would you give to people who may be scared to step out in a ministry like this or who don't think they can do it. They think it's real and you can do it, but I can't do it. How would you kind of give someone a pep talk and build them up and just give them the confidence and courage that they can do this, you're allowed, get out there and start working? What would you say to them? Um, well, the thing that really worked for me was um, we found some videos. Todd White, um, they call him the street evangelist. We watched some of his, his videos, and he's just amazing. He's just such a wonderful person, and he just exudes God's love everywhere he goes. Um, that really motivated us, seeing him um, interact with people, get them healed, see the people's reactions. Um, also, the Bethel Sidewalk videos where they were growing people's legs out. <laughs> that was, like, really fun. And every time we see them, we just giggle because we know it's true. We know it's real. After we watch those videos, we went and started trying it, and it works. You know, we're able to say, in Jesus' name, leg you grow. Their back pain goes away, and they're just blown away. I did that with a guy who was not saved at work, and he he didn't like me. <laughs> he didn't like me. I worked with him. He didn't like me. And then one day I said, hey, uh, you know, 9 out of 10 people have one leg shorter than the other. He's like, no, really? I said, yeah, sit down. Let me check. And I looked at his legs, and one leg was about a quarter inch shorter than the other. And I said, oh, you're good. He's like, what? Don't you see that? I was like, oh, you mean the quarter-inch shorter leg? He's like, yeah. I was like, check this out, dude. You're going to love it. <laughs> I said, and you're going to feel this. So I said, in Jesus' name, right now, left leg grow out. And it grew out, like, instantly. And he was just so blown away. He got freaked out and scared. And then he says, like, before the end of the day, he comes up to me and he says, hey, um, what do I have to do to get saved? <laughs> <laughs> I led him through the sinner's prayer, and he got saved, and he got filled, and then he did it. It was just amazing. And just that, just that simple, he came up to you and said, so what do I got to do with this thing? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Funny, yeah. funny, man. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of coaching or anything. I just told him, yeah, once you get filled with spirit, I mean, we're already God's children. You know, you can do it by the authority of Jesus. Um, I He got filled with the spirit the next day. He was on the phone with his mom and dad, and he told his dad, Hey, Dad, check mom's legs. So the dad checked the mom's legs, and um, she was, one of the, her legs was shorter than the other. And he said, Well, put me on speakerphone. So the dad <laughs> put him on speakerphone, and he commanded the leg to grow out in Jesus' name, and it grew out. And wow. the dad was just, hey, it's amazing. This works. Oh, praise God for that. That's awesome, man. You know, one of the, the best pieces of advice that I would share with people is, when when we think healing, like before you get into ministry work like this, when when you're just sitting in church and hearing the message, and people say, "Oh, healing and healing and this," you, you automatically think there's these like big explosions of power and just huge things that you know, like the earth shakes around you. People get this idea in their head that it's these big monstrous occurrences, but you know, the, you know, Jesus said, "As you go, it, it's just a part of everyday life," and it, it's like we said earlier in a, in a case where. Let's say someone has back pain that I've prayed for, you know, just 
uh, you do the command, do your declaration, all that stuff. The pain goes, and they're like, "Okay, that feels better." They give you a handshake, and they walk off. You know, the, the, like the earth didn't open up, and all kind of crazy light come out of it, or something like that. You know, a lot of this that this is where people are starting to describe it as normal Christianity, because this has got to be part of a normal everyday life. And now, understand, we get times where there are big moves of power, and we see big things. It happens from time to time, but most of the time, in my experience, anyway, it's just regular everyday stuff, and it just becomes it becomes a way of life. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's basically, you read the Bible, you believe the Bible, you do the Bible. That's why it says the Word is our mirror. When we look into the mirror, and then we walk out that door and forget what we look like. You know, we go out and don't do what it says, we just forget who we, what we look like. Exactly. Because the Bible is already true. It's already happened. We're saved, we're Christians, that's who we are. But when we go out and do what it says, we're remembering who we are. We're, we're being like Jesus. I, you know, that's probably the same argument where people come up and say, oh, you're just, you're trying to be God, and, you know, you're trying to take Jesus' place. Um, no. Well, we're children of God. It says that he was the firstborn of many brethren. Who are his brethren? We are. Why would the Bible say that? Because God made us his children. So Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren. That's us. We're supposed to do, we're supposed to be his ambassadors, go out into the world and give them what they can't get for themselves. You know, the kingdom of heaven is available to us. It's wide open. It's ours. We just share it with other people who need it. And, you know, I go, you know, Paul said, I planted a fall's water, but God caused the increase. Everything that I believed and I walked in before I got this grace message um, fell away. You know, I realized all I had to do was plant. And when somebody's already been planted in, all I have to do is water. God causes the increase. It's amazing. It lifts such a burden to save people and to tell them the good news and to let them know their sinners are going to hell. It says that um, the kindness of God leads to repentance. So no threats I make to them will ever get them saved. It's the kindness. It's the love. It's laying on of hands and the miracles that they're going to see that are going to convince them, yeah, God is real. He does care about me. Absolutely. Now, uh, again, listeners, Gerard and I, a life team leader, John G. Lake Ministry, Barstow, California. Gerard, we are just about out of time here. So if someone would like to know more about your ministry work, more about you, your blog, uh, where can they find you on uh, website, Facebook, social media? Give us the full rundown. Okay. Um, we actually are part of John G. Lake Ministries. If you go to the John G. Lake uh, ministries life team. You'll find us under the California um, section. Um, we meet in home. We actually meet in my home on Monday nights at 6.30. But through the John D. Lake Ministries website, you can actually find my information, my phone number, stuff like that if you need to contact me. Okay. And your blog website again is what? It's called the thewordexplained.blogspot.com. No spaces. Okay, and they can reach you through email through there if they want to get a hold of you. Uh, yeah, they could put a comment on there if you need to. Perfect. Now, before we uh, say goodbye to you again, I want to thank you for being on the show here. It's uh, been it's been phenomenal to talk with you and uh, hang out and catch up a little bit because uh, you know we go back away, so it's uh, it's kind of nice. Um, for people that are listening in the audience that may be uh, dealing with some kind of pain or a sickness or something wrong in their body, um, would you please say a quick general prayer that would just heal whoever hears this and uh, let's bring some heat for them? Absolutely. Right now, in the name of Jesus. I release life to anyone and everyone who's listening. Migraine headaches, arthritis, 
diabetes, I command you, go in the name of Jesus. Be healed, be blessed, be full of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name, amen. Listeners, if uh, you get healed from that, if you get a, a, an experience while you're listening to that at any point, whether it's a year from now, two years from now, please send us an email at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, which is our general correspondence email. You can also visit our website at dominionfirechurch.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, twitter.com slash dominionfire, and my personal Twitter is twitter.com slash healingminister. And uh, please uh, reach out to me if you would like to be on the program with your testimony, your healing experiences, your ministry work, uh, please send us a message and let us know. And uh, if you'd like to comment on anything you've heard or throw something into the pot, please feel free to do so. And uh, like I said on uh, our intro show is that we, we don't really want to get into too much of arguing and debating theologies. Like we're we're taking a little different approach here. So throw, let's uh, constructively throw something into the pot here and see what we come up with. So uh, we are excited to hear from you out there. And uh, this this show is going to keep rolling. We're just going to keep putting the message out there and just keep getting good content to uh, to people that to a world that is waiting to hear it. And uh, Gerard, thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you join us today. And uh, we wish you the best out there in, uh, in Barstow, you and your your awesome wife, and you guys be, be good and be safe, all right? Thank you. Be blessed. All right, listeners, and that wraps it up for another edition of Heal the Sick Podcast here through Dominion Fire Church. Again, I am Million Quinteros, the overseer of everything, and I thank you so much for uh, spending some time listening, talking, hanging out with us. And uh, it's been a pleasure, and please uh, tell your friends, share this, and just help us get the word out. Help, uh, help us let people know that there is a, a, a truth that the world needs to hear. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. And as we like to say here on the program, boom, goes your shoe.